Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. This is episode number 280, and it is the episode that so many of you have requested, and I have a feeling a lot of you have been waiting on. Like, gosh, would you please tell me about these crazy hormones? Like, Corey, are hormones keeping me from losing weight? I want to know how to balance my hormones to lose weight. Are hormones keeping me fat? Like, what's up with these hormones? If I could just get my hormones in order, then I could lose weight and feel great, and achieve all my goals. And so a lot of you, like I said, have requested that. By the way, speaking of, if you if there's anything you want me to cover here on the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, let me know. Shoot me an email, support at CoreyLittleCoaching.com. We'll include that down in the show notes. Or you can contact me on Instagram. I'm CoreyLittleCoach. Or on Facebook, although I'm not as good about responding there. Email is definitely best. But let me know what you'd like for me to cover. And this is by far one of the biggest topics that I've had people contact me about. Hormones, hormones, hormones. So sometimes, let's start off with this. Sometimes it's almost kind of nice if we really get honest to have like a vague, mysterious enemy, like some sort of a villain that's lurking in the background that we can get mad at and blame things on. And I believe when it comes to losing weight, that's what has started happening with hormones. And the diet industry hasn't helped. <laughs> they see this as a huge marketing point. So they're creating and selling programs left and right to help you supposedly balance your hormones and lose weight. Now, please understand, I'm not saying that these programs are bad or wrong, but I'm also not saying they're necessarily good or what's needed. Today in this episode, I want to help as much as I can. I want to pull back the curtain on those evil, supposedly evil hormones to demystify the problem, explain things in a way that might be helpful and really kind of make sense. I want to help expose some mindset traps that we might be falling into and then give you a really clear step-by-step -step path to move you forward. Like literally, I'm going to lay out three or four steps of, okay, if you feel like hormones are a big deal, this is what I would do. This is what I recommend. Okay? Okay, let's do it. Let's get going. So hormones, we all use the word. We've all heard the word. But do we even really know what it means? Like, do we really know what we're talking about? Well, my super simplified definition of a hormone is that a hormone is a chemical in your body that has a very specific job. Now, if we look at the real definition, it says a hormone is a regulatory substance. In other words, it's a substance. It's a chemical that helps regulate something in your body. A regulatory substance produced in an organism. You are an organism produced in a human and transported in tissue fluids such as blood to stimulate specific cells or tissues into action. Okay, so kind of complex, but overall you get it, right? Hormones, they are powerful little things, and they have very specific effects on specific tissues or specific systems of our body. And here's the thing. It's not like we've got three or four. We have a lot of them. They are, they're actually over 50 hormones in the human body. Now, some you've probably never heard of, like cholecystokinin or 
hepcidin or corticotropin releasing hormone like maybe you're like what in the world sounds like foreign language you've never heard of those but then there's some others that you have heard of like adrenaline we all talk about adrenaline we there we hear about adrenaline in songs or movies and it's very common in our everyday day-to-day life that is a hormone technically it's also known as epinephrine by the way those two words are kind of interchangeable or how about melatonin what Corey? melatonin i take it to help me fall asleep at night yep that is actually a hormone that's present it's manufactured inside your body we also have insulin now we know of or have heard of insulin but we might not think of it as a hormone but it is indeed a hormone, and you directly influence it every single day based on what you eat or don't eat. Believe it or not, that's true with a lot of hormones. But here's what's super important to understand. Almost nothing in our body exists or functions in a vacuum. Many, if not all, of the hormones impact multiple systems in your body. They play off of one another, and all of them, all the hormones and all of the systems, they come together to help keep you alive and keep your body functioning. But sometimes things go awry, right? I mean, sometimes it's like, wow, this stuff's really out of whack. Or we just feel like it's really out of whack. And maybe a certain hormone, it might be way too high or way too low. And this can be a problem and it might make it easier or more difficult for your body to lose weight. So here's the thing, though. We got to ask, like, exactly which hormones are we even talking about? Because it's easy to throw around that mysterious thing. Oh, my hormones are keeping me from losing weight. Oh, if I could just balance my hormones. There's over 50 hormones in the body. Are all of those at play? And if so, we got a lot of work to do. Like, which hormones are we really talking about? Which hormones make losing weight easier or harder? And like I said earlier, nothing exists in a vacuum, and most of these interact with and play off one another. But the primary hormones, if we get down to it, and we really kind of try to simplify things as much as, as much as possible, the primary hormones that come into play with weight gain or weight loss are insulin, leptin, ghrelin, glucagon, glucagon-like peptide 1, <laughs> neuropeptide Y, the thyroid hormones, primarily thyroxin, growth hormone, cortisol to some degree you may be like yes that's the smoking gun i knew it was cortisol okay just ease up we'll talk more about cortisol i may do an entire episode on that and then also the sex hormones primarily estrogen for females and testosterone for men now here's what's pretty fascinating at least it is to me the first five of these hormones that i listed are directly related to and impacted by food intake what you eat or don't eat and your digestion those first five, insulin, leptin, ghrelin, glucagon, and glucagon-like peptide 1. Now, there are a lot of other hormones that are directly related to the food you eat or don't eat and your digestion, but those are the big ones that can really also impact weight loss and hunger. They really impact weight loss by your hunger, which is a lot of, a lot of what the new weight loss drugs do, Ozempic and Wagovi and those sorts of things. They begin to address some of these hormones in certain ways. But if we look at this entire list, so I listed 11 hormones. All of these 11 hormones aren't necessarily medically adjustable. <laughs> like if you go to your doctor, the only hormones they will test and address are like thyroid, estrogen, testosterone, and then maybe some alternative medicine doctors might check cortisol levels throughout the day. In other words, it's not like they can or will give you a prescription for leptin or some medication that adjusts your neuropeptide Y. <laughs> we think there are, you know, there are these mysterious hormonal imbalances lurking in the background of our life, and a doctor will go, ah, 
Here, here it is. I see it. Just take this and this and that, and you'll feel like you did in your 20s, and, you, and the weight will drop off of you in no time. Nope. <laughs> That's not how it works. Typically, it's only estrogen, testosterone, or thyroid hormones that a doctor will check and possibly prescribe. Unless, of course, you become type 2 diabetic and then you maybe need a prescription for insulin. But that's not going to help with weight loss. It's just going to help with diabetes. You don't want to be on insulin unless it's absolutely necessary. So, we can dive down this rabbit hole and ask exactly which hormones might be making it hard for me to lose weight. But honestly, I think the more important question just might be, am I looking for a smoking gun? When in reality... Maybe I'm holding the gun in my own hand. In other words, are we looking for a reason that we struggle to lose weight when the truth is we haven't been consistent enough, long enough with lifestyle changes, with food and exercise? We just haven't done enough for long enough to get the needle moving, to to start getting the results we want. And right now, you may be furious, especially if this is your first time listening to this podcast. You're like, screw this guy. I hate him. I want to know all about how soy impacts my hormones, and should I cut out soy, or should I go to the doctor and get a prescription for this or that? And some of you, maybe you don't hate me that much, but maybe you're like, hey, Corey, I hear you, man, but dude, here's the but Corey section of the podcast. But Corey, it isn't fair, man. Like something's not right. I should be losing weight. I hear you, and I'm sorry. I truly am. But here's the thing. I don't make the rules. I'm just explaining your reality and your options. If you're really interested in this episode, it's, then it's probably because you, you're having similar feelings. Like you think your hormones could really be holding you back from losing weight, or they might be the reason that you're losing it so slow, even though you feel like you're working so hard. Okay, great. I hear you. But how do we move forward? Look, it's your body and your life, but here's what I suggest. Number one, get your doctor to check your hormones. Typically, something as simple as a full metabolic panel will do the trick, and you might request, like, hey, can you check my sex hormones, like, you know, my, te- my testosterone or estrogen? Like, your doctor will know what to do. Just ask them to check it. They'll draw some blood. They'll send it off for analysis. It'll come back. And then step two, and this may seem maybe like, oh, this is so stupid, Corey. Hang with me. Hang with me. I'm going to bring this all around, okay? We're going to have a full-fledged plan. Step two, go discuss your results with your doctor. Hey, doc, is anything majorly out of whack? Is anything low enough or high enough to cause negative issues in my life? Are there abnormal hormone levels that could be making weight loss really difficult for me? I encourage you to drop the idea or belief that hormones are keeping me from losing weight. See, notice I haven't really said that. What I just said, the question to ask your doctor, are there abnormal hormone levels that could be making weight loss difficult for me? Yet we can get this idea that hormones are keeping me from losing weight. And I understand how that's a tempting mindset to fall into. But, number one, it's just not true. Look, if I locked you in a room and I just kept gradually over time reducing your food intake, you would lose weight. I don't care. I don't give a crap what your hormones are. You would lose weight. And If you don't believe me, then think about this. Why have we never heard of someone who was lost in the wilderness with no food, but they didn't die of starvation? Instead... Their hormones were so bad, they just kept their body from losing weight. So they survived just fine. And then when they were discovered three months later, they hadn't lost a single pound. (laughs) We don't hear about that, right? Someone's hormone levels, along with a hundred other biological and genetic factors, they can make things easier or more difficult. But at the end of the day, it's science. 
If your body needs and uses more energy than you consume, then you will lose weight, period. And we don't like to hear that because then we don't have a mysterious villain. But it's true. Now, on the flip side, if your body needs and uses less energy than you consume, in other words, you consume more than your body needs, then you will gain weight. So like, can, can the state of your body, your body's internal ecosystem impact this? Absolutely, 100%. Your hormones can impact this. But ultimately, we have to face reality and ask, what can we control and what can we not? Look, we can't control our genetics. And sometimes we can't control hormones. But we can control our mindset, our food choices, our level of commitment, our level of exercise, and our degree of self-honesty. Look, guys, believing that our hormones are keeping us from losing weight, it not only isn't true, it's also incredibly self-defeating. Look, if you pay attention to nothing else in this episode, if you feel like your hormones are really holding you back from losing weight and they're keeping you from losing weight, please turn up the volume and get ready to pay attention. This is an unbelievably self-defeating thought. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Look, if you truly believe that you can't lose weight because your hormones are so out of whack, then why would your brain allow you to do enough to actually lose weight? Because if that happens, then suddenly that belief that you've latched onto and ingrained in your head for so long, it just might not be true. And if it's not true, well, then you feel like Neo in the Matrix when his whole world comes crashing down because he realizes that what he always believed was real actually isn't real or true at all. Our brains, our entire being is designed to confirm our beliefs. It's called confirmation bias. Once we believe something, our brain goes to work and it starts looking for anything and everything to prove it's true, and it instantly discredits anything and everything that appears to contradict. Can someone say politics? <laughs> Look, I don't care which side of the... which you know, People listen from all over the world, and there's politics all over the world. Here in the United States... A lot of people are incredibly politically divided, and a lot of it is because of confirmation bias. It's nearly impossible for some people to even entertain an opposing viewpoint. We instantly discredit anything that challenges our viewpoint, and we automatically look for and accept anything that supports our viewpoint. And here's the thing. Whenever we're presented with evidence contrary to what we believe is true. So let's just, let's leave politics alone. Let's get back to weight loss. If we think that hormones are keeping us from losing weight, whenever we are presented with evidence contrary to what we believe, maybe it's this podcast episode. And we're willing to slow down and not instantly discredit it, but we're willing to slow down, take some time to consider this new information and intentionally challenge our long-held precious beliefs and recurring thoughts. It doesn't feel good. A lot of you may go, yeah, Corey, this podcast doesn't feel good to me. This episode doesn't feel good to me right now. It doesn't feel good to do that. It feels like the entire foundation of who we are is being shaken. My friends, that's called cognitive dissonance. It's not just that we don't like being wrong. It's that our brain is wired to absolutely hate believing wrong. So it will do everything possible to make sure the belief seems right even if it's not necessarily true. And it takes tremendous courage to consciously and intentionally step out of our belief comfort zone 
and ask, wait, hold on, is this, is this really true? And if we want to take it one step further, maybe it is somewhat true, it's partially true, okay, but does it serve me? Does it help me? Or do I want to choose a new belief and a new path and a new thought process? Oh, oh, my friends, that, that is power. That is powerful. That's the stuff that will change your life in the most beautiful and amazing ways. But it's kind of tough to do. It's scary, and it takes a lot of courage. Okay, back to the hormones. Back, back to the evil, mysterious villain. But here's the thing, though. Honestly, hormones are real, and they're powerful. But sadly, they often become a crutch or, dare I say, an excuse to allow us to continue believing what we believe so that we can continue doing what we've done and living how we've lived. And that will never lead to the life you want. It will just lead to more of what you've always gotten. And if, you've, if you love that, well, then that's great. Keep going on that path. But if you don't like that, if you want to change your body, if you want to lose weight, then it might be time to challenge some beliefs. And at the top of that list of beliefs that we need to challenge just might be my hormones are keeping me from losing weight. Not necessarily true. Maybe it's time to challenge that. Okay, so we were on step number two, which was to go and discuss your results with your doctor. Now let's move forward to step number three. After you talk with your doctor, take appropriate medical action if needed. If your doctor says, yeah, hey, look, your thyroid hormones are really low. Well, then follow their guidance and begin taking exogenous thyroxine. Exogenous is just a fancy word that means it comes from the outside. You have endogenous hormones. That means they are produced inside your body. And then exogenous. So if you begin taking thyroxine in some form, then that's coming from the outside. It's not produced inside your body. But here's the thing. If this is you, maybe it's thyroxine, maybe it's some other hormone, right? Maybe it's estrogen or testosterone or whatever. Don't expect it to start melting fat off your body. It might help, but it's not a miracle fat loss drug. Or again, maybe it's your testosterone, your estrogen. Great. Now you know, and your doctor will give you options of how to move forward and how to treat that. If certain hormones are abnormally low, you can add them from an outside source, but there are a few important things to understand. Number one, like I said, it's not a miracle weight loss cure. Number two, one thing impacts many things. Remember, we have an internal ecosystem. It's not just a nail and a hammer. It's not like, oh, I have a problem. It's weight loss. Now I, that's my nail. Now I have a hammer. I can, I can drill that in, right? I can, I can hammer away. No, no, that's not the way it works. And then number three, there are certain benefits and certain risks associated with adding hormones. And your doctor will explain all of this, but it's not necessarily a magical cure. So that's step number three. Take appropriate medical action if needed. And then step number four, this is the one that uh, this is the one that you, you don't want to hear and I almost don't want to say, but I promise you the truth, so we're going there. You must take action with your lifestyle. And again, you may be screaming, Corey, I've been taking action with my lifestyle. Hear me out. Unless you decide to take a specific weight loss drug like Ozempic or Wagovi, which basically they, they essentially force you to eat less by manipulating certain hormones and, and chemicals that impact the gastrointestinal system of your body. If you're not taking one of those drugs, then at the end of the day, it will be up to you to take action with your food and exercise. Ultimately, we don't 
change if we don't change things. Now, that may seem really simple, and you may fly by that. You're walking on the treadmill, you're doing dishes, you're, you know, you're driving your kids to school, whatever. I don't know. So I want to say it again. Don't miss this, everyone. Please. Ultimately, we don't change if we don't change things. If you don't, think, if you don't change things in your life, then your body won't change. Can getting your hormones back to healthy levels be helpful? Sure, yeah. But as we said, it's not a miracle cure. It will just be helpful. Now it's up to you to do the work of changing your lifestyle, changing what you consistently eat, drink, and do. That's the only way that true change ever really happens in anyone's life, with or without medical intervention. If we want to change our body, we must change our lifestyle. We must change what we, on a daily basis, eat and don't eat, drink and don't drink, and what we do and don't do. And we must do enough of that, and we must do it long enough to actually make a difference. That's it, my friends. That is the magic pill. And it's unbelievable. It Just doing that alone can help balance out so many hormones by itself. So if you came to this episode looking for a special diet that will tell you which foods to avoid and which foods to eat in order to optimize your hormone levels, then I'm sorry. I'm not giving you that because I don't believe it's a true solution for most people. Heck, most people have trouble just doing the basics like drinking more water, exercising three times per week, and reducing processed foods. Yet they will eagerly jump on some hormone balancing diet that requires them to avoid 27 different specific ingredients so they're constantly reading food labels, and then they also need to totally eliminate a bunch of different foods while forcing yourself to eat other specific foods that you might not even like. And they believe, people believe, hey, if they can stick with this, and then when they can't even be consistent with the simpler stuff, they're convinced this is the solution. Guys, it makes no sense. And if this is you, I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of not sorry. I, I don't mean to be calling you out, but if we really pull back and we get super honest with ourselves, it doesn't make sense, right? We believe we can stick with this super intense, super detailed plan when we have really struggled with simpler stuff. It's like struggling to bench press 100 pounds and then putting 300 pounds on the bar because that's what's going to really help me get strong. What? It's like barely passing basic math 101. So then for your next class, you sign up for calculus because if you want to be really good at math, then you need to learn about that advanced stuff. Huh? (laughs) It's nuts and it makes no sense, but it's exactly what people do with weight loss all the time. Struggle to do the basics consistently, get really frustrated, and then jump to something really advanced because they believe it will work for them. At the heart of all this is a belief that that super specialized program or diet will fix me. And then I'll be done. I'm finished. I did it. And I'm fixed. And I'm done. And my friend, I'm so sorry, but that's just not how it works. Honestly, I can totally understand this mentality. I'm not over here on some pedestal going, all of you people are stupid and you you don't even know it. No, no. I get it. I understand this mentality, and I totally fall into that same mentality in some areas of my life, just like you might fall into it with weight loss. But the problem is, like I said, it just doesn't work. 
And I truly believe we would be much better served spending our time and energy learning and mastering the basics. And this goes right back to one of my favorite quotes that I've mentioned 125 different times on this podcast. It's from Josh Waitzkin. He's a straight-up, legit genius. He's author of the book, The Art of Learning. He says, It is rarely a mysterious technique that drives us to the top that allows us to succeed, but rather a profound mastery of what may well be a basic skill set. So let me adjust this for the weight loss world. It is rarely a mysterious diet or supplement or exercise plan that allows you to lose weight and keep it off, but rather a profound mastery of what may well be the basics when it comes to food and exercise. And it's just a matter of doing it and doing it super consistently and learning and messing up and getting better and learning and messing up and getting better. Look, I know I've probably ticked off half the people that listen to this podcast. It's not what you wanted to hear when it comes to hormones and I get it. And and I'm not sitting over here trying to tell you what's right or wrong for you. I can't tell you what's right for you. But here's what I can do. I can help point out some blind spots that you might be missing and suggest a specific framework for moving forward. So let's do a quick review here because I know I've talked about a lot of different things. If you have a belief that hormones are playing a major role in your weight loss struggles, and number one, stop talking about it and worrying about it. Go get an appointment with your doctor to check your hormones. Number two, discuss your results with your doctor. And if they say to you, you know, everything looks good, you know, it's all good. And if your brain's first thought is, no, it's not, they're they're missing something. Well, I'm not, maybe they are, but maybe that's a little cognitive bias and cognitive dissonance. If you've convinced yourself for certain that your hormones are keeping you from losing weight, then it really doesn't matter what your doctor tells you because you're just going to disagree. So maybe it's time for you to challenge that, that, those thoughts. So, Number one, get your doctor to check your hormones. Number two, discuss your results with your doctor and be open to what they share. Number three, take appropriate medical action if needed. But please understand that adding hormones is not a magic weight loss solution. Number four, take action with your food and exercise. This can be a special program for people who want to repair their leaky gut syndrome, reduce cortisol, and boost thyroid. But honestly, I would recommend a great science-backed program that will help you consistently, that's the key word, consistently change your food and exercise habits by using tried and true principles. And please begin to challenge, if you do nothing else, begin to challenge the idea or belief that your story's written and it's out of your hands, that your hormones are keeping you from losing weight. Challenge that. See that. See the confirmation bias there. Be willing to embrace some cognitive dissonance. Take action. Get things checked out and then take your power back by controlling the things you can control and letting letting go of the stress of the other things that maybe you can't control. Your genetics, they're not changing. Your hormones are what they are unless there's some medical intervention possible. But you, my friend, you, you can change your internal ecosystem. You can change your body. 
You can change your life by changing your brain, changing what you think and what you believe and don't believe, and changing what you consistently eat, drink, and do. That's the truth. It's not sexy and it's not great for marketing, but it's the truth. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you'll share this episode with a friend, and I hope that the two or three of you will discuss it. Hey, this is what I would love. If there are two or three of you out there, like a little you know, group of friends who listen to this podcast and maybe, you know, discuss it via text or maybe get together for coffee once every couple of weeks to talk about it. Take a picture or just take a picture and post it on Instagram, tag me or send me an email about it. Oh my gosh, that would make my day. I would love to hear about that. Now, before I sign off, just a friendly reminder that if you'd like to support this podcast or maybe take the next step for yourself, there are two big ways you can do that. Number one, is to join my Inner Circle Coaching Program. This is the biggest win-win. It is the most powerful way to support this podcast and to support yourself to take the next step for yourself on your health and weight loss journey. You'll not only get access to the amazing community of support, my private coaching group, but you'll also get my step-by-step roadmap to lose weight, change your brain, and regain your confidence. It's called Live Life, Lose Fat. Look, 99% of the time, if someone likes this podcast, they absolutely love the coaching group. We see it all the time. So if you want more info about that, you can shoot an email to support at corylittlecoaching.com. That email will be down in the show notes. That's the first and biggest way you can support the podcast. The second thing you can do is purchase Rise Nutrition products. These are products that I believe in, I trust, and I and my clients actually take on a consistent basis. If you're interested in giving Rise products a try, you can find them on Amazon or at the website, challenge the number two, not the word two, but the number two, Rise. Challenge2rise.com. That link will be down in the show notes as well. And yeah, that's it. I just want to thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm honored by that. And please, whatever you do, don't ever forget, always remember, there's so much more to you than a number. So don't let the scales dominate your headspace or dictate your day. And losing weight's amazing, and I love helping people do it, but losing weight is really all about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted to live. And you can do it even if you've tried and failed. Even if you feel like your hormones are all out of whack and screwed up, it's okay. You can do it. I believe in you. I know you have what it takes. And even if you don't believe in yourself, you can borrow my belief and keep coming back. I'll keep working on you. We will get you there, my friends. Okay? Okay. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.